Welcome back to the DMC Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12. And today we're talking about hope. And, you know, we came up with this episode idea, at least I did come up with this idea because I was thinking, you know, of the future. Things are coming to an end and I'm thinking, well, hopefully, you know, we don't make predictions on this show, but hopefully things are hoping for the best in terms of coming out of lockdown and leaving quarantine and so forth so forth hoping to see what's going to be next so I, I latched onto that that word of hope and I thought you know what let's do an episode about it flesh it out a little bit and talk about a few things but first before you get started Manny how have you been and what are you up to um hi Joseph yes yeah, it's been a while man like um I just really haven't been doing anything though if I'm honest just <laughs> writing nice, up the place nice. report Spending a lot of time, I, I was at one point just going gym quite a lot, uh, came back out of injury, but now back into being injured, oh, so man. it's been a bit of a mess recently, but other than that, it's just been doing placement report, trying to just iron out the things before we go to uni, because uni really, we say it as if it's not been a month already since I finished working, it's just around the corner, <laughs> Yeah, and it that's going to be really corner. exciting, yeah, exactly, so I can't, I can't wait, to be honest. And also a big congratulations to all those people getting their A-levels and their GCSE results over the next couple of days and in the previous few days, at least at the time of recording. So massive props to all of you for working through these difficult times and hopefully university and or sixth form will be great for whatever you may go into. But Manny, would you like to get us started with the first question without further ado? Sure. Um, yeah, so this is something that you wrote down and you actually wanted to find out an answer for myself, but... What are you hopeful for in the in like your near future or even long term personal future? <clears throat> well, what I'm hopeful for is just just mainly just to be happy. If I'm honest, it sounds kind of you know it's it's literally what I always say. It sounds kind of cheesy, but genuinely that's all I could really want. If I'm doing something that makes me happy and I'm surrounded by people that make me happy, then I hope that I can continue to do to do them a good service and be able to have them in my lives you know if at some point that these things don't happen and this positivity leaves I'll still remain hopeful that there will still be happiness to come and that's quite a resilient mindset I know we talked about this you know in a whole episode about resilience with Renata but I think resilience and hope come hand in hand you know you're you, there may be some negativity but you always hope that things will be better because if you don't then you know, you're kind of making a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more bit later. So I'm just hoping for happiness, if I'm honest, in terms of like specific goals. Um, at the start of my placement, I was hoping that I'll be able to perform to a level where they'd offer me a graduate job. And I'm hopeful now and I would be, like to think and like to believe that that will be the case. And I will be able to work for this company in the future. You know, I'm very excited if that does happen. Uh, I'm hopeful that my partner and I are moving into a new place and I really hope that it goes well for us and that we're able to live together officially, you know, with both of our names on a document saying we live together. I think that'd be really cool to have our own place and just, yeah, hopeful for, for those couple of things, you know, hopeful with relationships and jobs are two things that you think of straight away. But I guess other things would be hopeful about, not gonna lie hopefully about the next video games that come out man i'm very excited for a load of video games to come out i'm hoping that the next god of war game will be great i'm hoping that uh, the last of us tv show will be great you know these kind of things these little things you know yeah it may not be 
oh such a massive thing like I hope I get my dream job or I hope I get to visit certain dream countries but little things like oh I really hope the next Marvel series is good that stuff can just bring you day-to-day happiness that sometimes if you're not doing too great you know if you're surrounded by negativity sometimes and you see these little things that you really like and you really hope for then it doesn't matter how big or small it is objectively if it brings you something you can enjoy then who's to say anything else to it so I'm hoping that the new show that started yesterday what if is good as well I'd like to like to mention that too but what about yourself Manny and your personal future are there any things that you are hopeful for looking forward to it's funny like you asked this question because I read it when you like left for a moment before we started the podcast and (laughs) it sounds really bad but I don't really I don't really feel like I have an answer for this. I feel like really? what I'm probably, probably most hopeful for right now. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm thinking very, like, in this moment. Like, obviously, I have, like, aspirations and dreams I want to hit. But, like, in terms of what I'm probably hopeful for, I'm hopeful for that fact that, like, I'll do really well at uni next year. I'm really hoping that goes towards uh, goes to plan. And I find myself working for a company where I want to work at. I think those things are the two main ones I'm hopeful for. It's, there's nothing like really else I'd say like <laughs> I know it's an inevitability some of the things like seeing my friends so it's not like I'm I don't want to say the word hopeful for those kind of things because they're inevitable yeah but as in I suppose in the sense that when when you're talking about hope you're talking about well in my when I think of hope I always think of something that you're hoping to succeed so for me it would just be all academic based and and all to do with that kind of aspect of life rather than it being if, if you said to me, oh, hope in the sense that you feel optimistic about things, then I could just be like, oh, I can't wait to go back to uni. I'm hopeful for that. And then there's a lot of things to bow off, but my interpretation of hopeful is normally to read success. So then in my head, I'm like, <laughs> at the moment, it isn't really much outside the realms of academia and perhaps job prospects at the moment. Well, why uh, maybe that- perhaps relationships, but like, I don't feel like like that's... I don't want to say it's a success <laughs> to find a significant other, but that could also be as important. Why do you think there's such a difference between how you and I perceive this motive, this you know, notion of hope then? Because obviously I, pres- I, I spoke about like flipping video games and stuff like that and hoping that the next God of War game is good, whereas you're talking about like you hope that you succeed in academia. Why do you reckon there's such a big difference there? I, I maybe have low expectations, <laughs> like in the sense oh, that in terms of like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't really necessarily affiliate um, hope with those kind of things. Perhaps so. I might be wrong and naive to the fact that you can be hopeful for those things. But like, if uh, like, I'm not really hopeful for like the next. I I genuinely think the next Marvel movies are going to be awesome. But like, it's not. And let me put it this way: hope for me, I would feel like it's something that's constantly on my radar. Nothing's literally on my radar since I finished work, besides probably work in terms of uni. But that's it. Like I haven't haven't really like primed myself in any sort of anticipation for an event that's coming up like perhaps like I would say uh, I've got uh, a wedding to attend to that I'm hopeful for that I think that's gonna be really awesome I think that's gonna be a lot of fun but like I don't really have like things like that on like potentially like smaller things like video games I, I don't I don't see I don't see myself feeling like that Okay. Okay. That's an interesting perspective. I mean, I can't, I do see where you're coming from in terms of what I guess your perception of it is. And I guess we have 
differing perceptions because I don't know I, I feel like there's a the phrase you know enjoy the little things and I guess that's perhaps what I've latched onto when it comes to this uh, this question or this notion because you know I put in the next statement is what about the future in general like are you hopeful for social progressions is that like would that come under your perception of hope you know people say i think oh, hope hunt yeah i people think say, oh, there's hope like for the that. future when you see these people there's hope for a better change when you see a motivational speaker is that would that come into your your bracket i would i would definitely say that i think yeah. hope for those larger uh, issues or concerns that you might have just about overall in society you'd hope for good things to come like in the sense that it's things like that i noticed that are probably the things i feel that would be something i hope for and uh, like i said for me perhaps i don't think about these things constantly and maybe perhaps hope isn't the fact that you think about these things constantly but when you get into those kind of thoughts you're like you know what i really hope that this will go i think also hope's used in the sense that you want something to go well like I said, it always yeah, goes yeah, down yeah, to success. Yeah, like, I really hope this goes well for me. I really hope this interview goes well. So it's like, when you think on like, and I would say that's a small scale, but it's a big life change. It's one of those ones where it's like, when you think of things like that, it's quite easy to lose yourself and not think about the overarching like general ideas, which are equally as important, if not more important. Like the hope for tech in the future. I think there's amazing stuff going along, uh, like happening as well, just currently. But is that something that you indulge in constantly? I think that's kind of perhaps why when I like when you just genuinely just ask this question out of the blue, I'm kind of like, I don't want to say taken aback, but I'm kind of like, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> it, yeah, it just feels like that. Yeah, especially when it comes to that, because it's, I suppose I'd, in terms of the sense that when we talk about hope, we talk about two different things in the sense that I get, I understand your hope. It makes mm. sense to me, but also I feel like, um I just yeah I just don't see I don't see especially with certain things that you mentioned I don't I don't see myself hoping for things like that and perhaps maybe I'm just I don't know I I didn't give it much thought so maybe I might be <laughs> the same as you but I'm not too maybe. sure maybe 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 um but what do, what do you think about in general as well for you like what what's what's your hopes then I would say for technology sports social progression so there's always these things like oh there's i watched um i was watching some of the olympics and i was watching the 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 highlight of the two the, i think the italian guy and the sudanese guy i'm sorry if i'm wrong on that i, but I might Bahrain. be wrong. yeah check. yeah but you know what i'm talking about the the two yeah, people the two who people shared the gold gold medals oh, yeah. mate that was beautiful they shared the gold medals and i looked at the comments on um, the YouTube, and it's like, oh, there's still hope left for humanity and that kind of thing. And I was reading that and I was like, well, why is that the case? Why are these, like, obviously it's a very inspiring thing that they did and very selfless thing that they did. But, you know, for, for them, people in the comments, you'd be like, oh, they, they, they are, because of this video, there's now hope for humanity is a bit like, oh, well, was there ever not hope? Do you think people are inherently it was in Bahrain you know what it was Qatar was it Qatar Qatar? okay okay we both were wrong Qatar thank you Manny for fact checking yeah people seemed very hopeful after watching that video that there's still good things you know I remember on watching Russell Howard's good news there was always a segment called uh it's not all doom and gloom and that was a very hopeful filling segment of a quite a politically based comedy show that was quite satirical sometimes but they showed some really heartwarming stories hopeful stories to remind people that it's not all doom and gloom and that's really nice but do you think that 
there's like a, a more focus on pessimism these days obviously we so that the the need to point out when things are going well when there's hope allowed to be in the world do you think the fact that there needs to be pointed out in the first place signifies something more incorrect within the world we live in perhaps and also i feel like i don't know if this is necessarily true but i feel like negativity spreads faster than positivity mm. on different platforms and perhaps that's probably why people are more pessimistic than optimistic in that sense and that's kind of where it might be the moment it might be the case whereby you see things like that where people are like oh there might be hopeful humanity and make comments like these but I, I I don't know maybe it's just an upbringing thing as well I feel like when you're brought up a certain way and you just you, you perhaps your like understanding of the world and certain things that's you've been you've experienced yourself you see heartwarming moments like that and it brings you a sense of optimism or even a sense of you know what I could do that as well I I could equally succeed but not in the same like realm but in a different kind of context but that's perhaps why people say that there's hopeful humanity and there's hopeful uh, such like grand things I should say yeah I, I agree with you there just being able to I think people are brought up to be cautiously optimistic. I think that's a good way of looking at things or cautiously pessimistic where they, you know, they hope for the best, but they don't want to set their, their bar too high in case it's never reached. So that way, when they do see things that are in, you know, incredibly positive and overwhelmingly heartwarming, it really stands out to them because they're not expecting to see that. They're expecting to see pessimism and things like that. When we saw you know, the reaction that certain England fans had to the to the, the showing in the final and how disgraceful that was, there were articles being like, yes, we're shocked, but we are not surprised and at the reaction, which was just incredibly, you know, disappointing to see that that's the fact, that's the state of what we live in. But the, it's going to be hard to change that, to be honest. I don't, I mean, on the spot right now, I can't think of any ways that that could be changed outside of a massive overhaul. I don't know if you've got any ideas, Manny, on how we could change from that notion of inherent pessimism to one of more just like baseline optimism or hopefulness. I'm not sure, but I also like, and it's super weird to like, make this um, comparison because it's not on the same scale whatsoever. But for me, I, I feel like with optimism, it's, uh, I, I don't want to say I'm more optimistic than the people I like talk to or like, play games with but I'm always the kind of person to say you know what we can win this game now I, I'm going in confident I'm yes, always like you know what I feel like we're going to go in this one and even even if like we lose the last one I, like, I could be like you know what I feel like we should have won this game because of XYZ and sometimes there are going to be moments where you're wrong but I, I'm not always like oh we're going to win every single game I, I'm quite realistic I wouldn't mind a win rate of like 60% I, I quite like the fact that we win more games than we lose like, I'm not one of those people who's losing more than I win. So it's like, I'm still optimistic at the fact that I'm going to win, but I just, I'm not overly optimistic with the fact that I might win like a stupid amount. And it's just, perhaps, I, it, it kind of differs with certain parts of your life, but is always, is optimism always the answer? I think there's a sense of when you talk to people, it might be for them in that moment, optimism is the right answer. But sometimes you just need someone to tell you, you know what, the truth is, this is the ideal scenario. This is the complete, like, disaster. Even if you get the middle ground, it's better off, you're better off like that rather than 
going completely one way or the other way. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, as we've discussed before here, that realism is the preferred route, you know, being realistic about things rather than being inherently one way or the other. But again, realism, for some reason to me, it it reeks of pessimism, you know, being realistic. Like when, when I'm talking about this right now, I'm hearing in the back of my head someone, I don't know who, character X saying, oh, be realistic, that's never going to happen. That's the thing that comes into my mind. Like, so even the concept of realism is somewhat pessimistic and optimism is seen as an ideal as an ideal rather than a baseline which is kind of sucks that that's the case but it sometimes could be a defense mechanism I don't know but it it takes a lot of change to have to do and try and change it from realism being a pessimistic thing rather than an optimistic thing I think you're actually spawned with that I think because we look at optimism and we put it at like a I don't say pedestal, but we put it at like the highest point ever. I think of a mountain, we put at the yeah. highest point, and then we think to ourselves, optimistically, is that, but someone could be optimistic with the fact that, let's say an optimistic estimation of what you got in the exam was an A. It's and But there's obviously higher than that, there's an A star. And it's just, I, I feel like for some people, their optimism's in the highest of highs. So when someone says be realistic, it's always like a shut down on their optimism mm, rather than mm. it being a realistic, your realistic could be, you know, what, I'm going to walk away with an A in this exam, which isn't a bad thing, but I feel like because people have different standards and different uh, boundaries they set for themselves, internally, they internalise that as a, that realism isn't something optimistic, even though it is very good when you take it outside of the context of who you are. I know that a lot of people, yeah, they they want to say, realistically, I will get an A. Realistically, I will get a job. Realistic. And they want to have that being commonplace, but they also don't want to seem dismissive of the struggles of others who may find it difficult to get that. Because it can sometimes seem a little condescending, um, at least for myself, you know, when I think of the opportunities I'll be able to have once I leave university because of the degree that I'm doing. You know, my partner was saying, oh, wow, you're so like, you're so lucky that you're able to get job offers or apply to jobs with 25, 30K, 35K as soon as you leave uni. And I was like, well, that's just being realistic. You know, it's not being optimistic for me. That's being realistic. That is the market that computer science brings. And that's what we're realistic about. So it was not a matter of optimism. Optimism can change dependent on the circumstances. And so obviously I'm hopeful that I'll be able to get a great job like that and be doing something I'm very passionate about. But I think that hope also comes alongside a level of realism when I think, hopefully I'll get a job. But realistically, in order to live, I know that I'll get a job anyway. You know, it's, they're kind of on, you know, two sides of the same sword in a way. So I think they come hand in hand and being more realistic on the optimistic wavelength maybe six out of ten optimism four out of ten pessimism kind of seems realistic to me but then also having that hand in hand with you're still hopeful kind of allows you to spur yourself forward and i think that's a good way of being able to have the two things working together yeah it's hard to say like do you feel like you can be realistic but at the same time be hopeful yeah yeah i definitely think you can be i definitely think you can be because you can you know plod along and do your you know a job potentially that you might not really like you might find it menial you might be doing a, a course you're not really a fan of because but you really like one particular module or you know that you have to get through this module to go do one that you'll like in the future 
same thing for A-levels or GCSEs. You may hate one of your subjects, but you know that you need to get through it in order to do well in the next subject and, you know, progress from there. And you need to be realistic with yourself. You're thinking, okay, realistically, I'm never going to do, I don't know, geography in my life, but I'm still hopeful that I get an A in it. I still want to do well in whatever I do. And that's a good way of doing it. You know, if you're trying to be realistic about something and you're not hopeful to do well and you think, eh, I'll just let myself fail on this. And then you find that you're forever, you'll have like a, an E or an F in geography when you try and go forward in life. You know, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that that can't be done, but you want to be hopeful because you want to, succeed but you can also be realistic about it thinking well I'm not really going to do this for the rest of my life you know you could be doing a job where you're not particularly happy you can think realistically I'm just here to earn a paycheck and be able to live and until I get a job that I do like and you can be hopeful towards a job that you do like whilst working in a realistic environment and I think that's to be honest the hopefulness is what keeps you going and what keeps you being able to go to that job that you're not really a big fan of being able to get through that module that you're really struggling with because you're hopeful that in the future you'll be able to find something you do like does that also imply that you you kind of agree with the fact that you can be negative towards the job itself and but still be hopeful because you understand that it's facilitating something else yeah, yeah, that's when negative negativity or pessimism and realism come hand in hand. You know, maybe you're not necessarily pessimistic about your options, but you're you see the negativity that is around because of the situation you're in. You don't dismiss it because that would be naive to do so. You know, you don't think, oh, I love this job that in reality, deep down, you know that you're not really a fan of. So you, it, it, you can embrace the negativity and think, yeah, this sucks, but that that just makes the the highs feel even better you know when you get that job that you like and you know you've just got a job that you hate and rather than go from a job that you hate to a job you're okay with go from one that you hate to one that you absolutely love that makes the passionate side of things a bit that where you're thinking oh, I love my job now or I love this love this course I'm doing I love learning about these things that makes that feel even stronger and heightens that emotion so I think being able to acknowledge that negativity and that pessimism really lends to the highest of highs that you could eventually feel when you do succeed and you do reach that that hope that you set for yourself and reach that target but you know sometimes when you're trying to go for that next target you could find yourself surrounded by negativity you know you're in that job that you don't like and you're doing that module you're not a fan of and obviously I've talked about keeping hopeful but that's easier said than done so I was going to say to you Manny to ask for you and hopefully you could give um uh, a good answer to the people listening how would you recommend for people to stay hopeful that they are going to be able to escape this negativity and you know progress onto better things for themselves i think having targets and it kind of links to the aspirations and dreams podcast where we spoke about having targets for yourself and let those targets be the reason why you feel that you can move on from where you are currently and it's quite difficult so I think the mo- most difficult thing in that isn't necessarily negativity itself. It's the seeing the results and the outcomes of those targets. Like if, you, if you've got targets for yourself and you're quite hopeful for those targets, but you don't fulfill any of them, it's quite easy to continue to be negative. And especially if you're around, surrounded by negativity, it's quite easy to stay there. But if you set yourself up in a sense that you give yourself the targets that are reachable and also at the same time, they 
progressively scale and get better and they're moving in the direction you want to go in it you're better off operating like that rather than giving yourself such lofty targets immediately especially um in if, when you're surrounded by negativity because it's quite easy for someone else to try and put you down as well which is probably the most difficult part as well as trying to set the targets is when other people might try and maybe other people the reason why that you probably don't feel hopeful about better things to come because you've heard so much and you've heard so many things about the fact that oh this won't change it's always going to be like this you'll never be it will never it will never be where you expect it to be and all that can definitely mentally affect you perhaps it can affect your performance not necessarily academically or just like in life in generally how you go about it you you don't really have that spring in your step because you're hearing a lot of that and what you listen to really kind of dictates how you act subconsciously as well so I think that's a massive factor do you have anything that you'd like to recommend to people yeah well I'd like to kind of bring it back to what I was saying at the very start when I was talking about stuff that I'm personally hopeful for would be just to index on the little things you know the little things that you look forward to you know as I was saying you know I'm hoping for the next Marvel show to be good I'm hoping for the the game video games that I enjoy to be great games you can find that in your in your own personal life whatever you are passionate about whatever you enjoy whatever you find yourself looking forward to keep on looking forward to that because then that gives you something to focus on you know if you're surrounded by negativity and you're not in a particularly happy place you can look at something that you really like and think you know what I'm looking forward to that I really want to see how that turns out I really hope it turns out well and that keeps you thinking just a little glimmer of optimism in this negativity because then it's that's if it's I don't know a piece of media that you want to consume that's not directly impacted by your individual uh, circumstances you know the negativity that you're surrounded by isn't necessarily going to affect how well a film is made that is being made in America thousands of miles away you know so you can index on that and you can hope that that turns out really well as well and that allows you to just have something to focus on you know I know people who have had a really rough day or they're having a really bad week for example and a new game comes out that they've been looking forward to and they're able to play that game in their free time and they just they seem in a much better mood in uh, you know outside of the video game world in a better mood because they love that game you know because and if you're able to index on those things that you like and maybe not video games maybe in sports for example if there's a big sports person who is a fan of freestyle diving that doesn't come around very often but if you're having a really difficult time, but you know you love freestyle diving, you can look forward to watching the Olympics, which have just passed. But you can look forward to watching the next thing that gives you happiness. And you can watch that diving competition highlights on YouTube and think, that was amazing. I loved that. And that gives you that little reason to smile when even when you're surrounded by negativity. And I think that could be something really important to do, really important to look forward to as well. So I think the two things Manny and I have covered here, have, I think they give a good way of hopefully reasonable and realistic ways of staying hopeful amidst all the negativity do you feel like it's easier to stay hopeful for things that are out of your control or in your control i feel like if you're of a pessimistic nature or if you're of you know in a difficult spot personally it's easier to stay hopeful about things that you're not able to control because 
when you're in that situation, that mental state, it's hard to to create good things because you're just, you know, either exhausted or you're, you know, not mentally, you don't have the capabilities for it because you're just simply too tired or too sleepy or in a in a rut or whatever. You're caught somewhere. So then you can't progress yourself. You can't make that progression on something you control. When it's a piece of media that you're wanting to consume from elsewhere, when it's your friends who are doing stuff and you're really happy for them and it makes you smile, that way you don't need to worry about controlling it. You can see that and you can make yourself happy and think, hey, if my friend who is from the same hometown as me and you know they're in a similar life situation to me, if they can succeed in certain things, then maybe I can too. And that gives you a reason to hope. If you're a person who's got a disposition that they're, you know, they're on a good mental stability, they're on a good playing field, they're able to, you know, fully function to their, you know, capabilities and not their potentially their maximum capacity, but to a good capacity, then I think it's better to index on things you can control because you're able to make those changes yourself. You're able to adjust things to how you see it personally and you're able to make those changes more directly and that way it suits you to how you wish for it to be because of course there could be external things that don't turn out well you know I remember watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I wasn't really a big fan I had no control over that say if I had some say in how it was made I would be able to make it something that I potentially would have enjoyed more that way you've got control over it and it's able to be something for you to look forward to Um, but I think that's only really possible when you're in a good mental place and if you're not then i would say index on the things that you can't control but you're still passionate about that's a good question though manny what about yourself do you have any thoughts on it really good question i was going to say like very similar to you in the fact that if someone's in like a cycle where they just can't find like they can't seem to find themselves hitting the targets that they'd hope for find a way to try and kind of cultivate their own positivity i think it's, it's very useful and you're very like strategic of someone to be able to find hope in other people because it's also perhaps you could think of it as a skill to be able to look at someone else and not only take inspiration from that but also to understand that like you kind of contextualize someone else's life but then you also try to apply it to yourself which 100% don't get me wrong that's probably the hardest thing ever but it's one of those things where I feel like it could be the stepping stone in the sense that you can create your own hopefulness from that because you've seen someone else like you said similar background to yourself similar experiences and just things of that nature really yeah 100 percent. and just to add on to that i think one thing you can do to try and get out of that negative rut that you may be in it's just it is kind of hard and it may seem a bit off but to seek out positivity to seek out the good things because if you and your personal circumstances aren't that great and it's hard to see when think that the world is good i hear so many people be like man the world is such a shit place and i'm like well right because of the situation you're in and you're absolutely right your world right now the way you see it you're surrounded by a lot of difficulties and i can see why you think that is the case but a lot of the time there's so much positivity to see and that can only be seen sometimes if you seek it out you know, we covered this when we talked about using social media for good, um, but looking at uh, wholesome Facebook groups with things that really post uplifting and, you know, positive spirited 
uh, posts and my mom and I were listening to a motorcycle life podcast yesterday and one person was talking about quite a tragic event but then it was also talking about how he shared his story online and instead of receiving mixed feelings towards it people being kind of harsh like they are on social media he received an outpouring of strangers just like being so nice to him and being so welcoming and warm and it was so nice for him to see them so refreshing he didn't necessarily seek out the positivity but he made it happen by sharing that story and other strangers also did that too and made him feel positive about oh there's still you know, still good left in, in the world that I'm in, despite the tragedy he had gone through. And this is a great podcast. I really recommend it. Um, but yeah, just seeking it out is a really important thing to do. Like on my newsfeed, on my YouTube page, I saw that gold medal thing. And I, I, it just got recommended to me by just whatever algorithm YouTube is on. And I watched it and it was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, I literally said that out loud. I couldn't believe it. Um, but I was so happy that it did happen. And that was really nice. So if you are finding it difficult, then seek out positivity is another thing I'd like to add. Obviously, during this podcast, we've spoken about, we've mentioned actually a few cliches and things will get better, hope for the best, keep your head up, all of these things. Do, do you believe in these cliches? Do, do you feel like fundamentally that they are actually true or do you feel like they might not be true, but they serve a very useful purpose? Where do you stand on that? Well, I think we added at the end of there was just that that, that was 100%. You literally summed it up when you introduced the question, man. I think that they are true to some extent, but they serve a good purpose. You know, literally to quote you, Manny, you said it best in the introduction to the question. They thinking in that way and having these quotes that sound kind of, you know, absurdly optimistic. It serves a purpose, I think. You know, there's so many songs about things getting better and a brighter day ahead and all this kind of stuff and yeah man it can be cliche sometimes and sometimes it might not even happen sometimes you might think a brighter day is ahead and whoops you're met with another just normal bland gray day but if you're just hopeful that another day will be positive for the next one and something good will come eventually you might create a positive self-fulfilling prophecy you might will it into existence you might manifest it as we've covered sometimes but they serve a purpose in just keeping you hopeful. You know, they, they don't necessarily mean they're true. Doesn't necessarily mean you should 100% rely on them, but it, it definitely keeps you hopeful for the future because you can also see these stories of people being happy in such tragic circumstances. You know, people finding enjoyment in the little things and seeing people being upset about such small things in, in the, the world we live in, in it's just sometimes it's a bit absurd when you see what things what people have to go through in other places and see what you're going through it's like it's not really the same comparison obviously you know everyone's entitled to their own problems and their own issues but when you think of the the cliches and you are having a difficult time and you are feeling very low and surrounded by negativity and lack and devoid of hope these cliches can really come in clutch to be honest they can really make a difference if you just think you know why do they say things will always get better well maybe that's because they do you know if you think that these sayings are still around for a reason maybe you can start to believe that there's some truth to it once you believe there's some truth to it it could become a self-fulfilling prophecy that ends up coming true for you and that could be something really nice to index on as well are there any of these cliches that you've heard many that personally you've experienced as being true or would there be anything you'd like to add to that 
what what is the gain from let's just let's just play devil's advocate like what is the gain from the complete opposite of things will get better like you, there is no i don't see no value added in from that but i just feel like it's much easier for people just generally to find to find hope in the glass being half full and half empty i think for some people maybe it's one of those things where we someone might be a person who like wants to hear like the hard cold truth but then they work from that but i think for most of us i think these cliches serve a purpose in the fact that things will get better and there's been times i'm sure with a lot of people who when they hear that they might be like oh you don't understand you you're wrong it's not the case and it's quite easy to give someone those kind of um that kind of response but i think you really need to like think to yourself and give it a hard look of what is there to gain from saying the complete opposite or leaving things things unsaid and in in many cases it, it doesn't seem like there is like anything that you receive from that so uh for me it's more of a i would rather see it this way than any other way but there might be a time where you might want to see it in a different sense but i think for the most part these these cliches i, I don't think necessarily the longevity of them necessarily holds them to a standard which means that they actually are true but like i kind of alluded to in my question i feel like they all serve a purpose and i like that you played devil's advocate there and we saw you know well what is the what is the alternative things will only things can only get worse from here you know it just doesn't make sense to to think in that manner so yeah playing devil's advocate and seeing well there is no alternative thinking when it comes to that is is quite refreshing that it could only you know that's that's a good line of thought to have because if the opposite were to be true then man would all be in the in a metaphorical ditch by now so yeah it's good that those quotes are there even if they may seem a little bit absurd sometimes it does provide some ways for hope for the future which is great but I wanted to propose to you Manny that you know uh, a quote that my dad always says and see what you thought about it which is hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Do you think this is a, a valid outlook and are there any flaws to this way of thinking? Yeah, with what you said about what your father mentioned, uh, I feel like with that kind of phrase, hope for the best, prepare for the worst is a valid outlook. But I also noticed that that's kind of used in a um, job setting or interview setting. I'm, I'm not really sure if you've experienced that, I've been told that, but that's kind of where I feel you like hear that phrase the most but not even that I feel because it says prepare for the worst you're you're kind of reverse engineering the outcomes and if you prepare for the most the most difficult the hardest thing possible there is an expectation of you'd overcome it regardless of like whether you hope for the best as well if you know what I'm saying because if you're if you're like training super hard for something and you're training at like the highest level and it's very hard to sustain that I feel like it's very difficult to like train at your apex uh, constantly but if you're training for something and you say prepare for the worst you'd you'd kind of take every single and I think sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming thinking like that because you take every single variable uh like outcome possible into consideration and perhaps that's probably the reason why you may potentially stumble but I feel as a school of thought it's quite it's quite useful to operate like that but the, the flaw would be like I mentioned that if you think like that I feel like then some people might 
I don't want to say take it out of context or it did some people might just think of too many different things which will contribute to what the worst possible like if you said to me prepare for the worst possible interview maybe I'm thinking how do I prevent myself from um I don't know I, I can't think of something right now but like how, how do you prevent something from not happening which might be absolutely so like spilling a glass of water whilst you're doing the interview like how do you mentally like how do you stop that and like it sounds weird yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's definitely people been there who've done that 100 percent. you can't you can't I don't feel like you can't yeah I don't feel like you can prepare for that unless you position your glass in a certain way but you know you're not gonna hit it <laughs> You're going to use, like, arms and motions. Um, I just thought of that because I nearly hit my gloss over right now, actually, <laughs> funny well, enough. The thing yeah. is, you, you just prepared for the worst, though. In your mind, you just said, oh, maybe you could position your glass further away on the table. There you go, Manny. You've prepared for it. So with this line of thinking Of course, thinking alone, but there's, there's, there's like, other uh, scenarios yeah. that we might not be able to... Think. I can't think of right now, but yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. people might... People, especially who are overthinkers, potentially even myself, might, might kind of not push towards that kind of direction but can definitely see ourselves be there i mean with that um with that nightmare interview uh proposition and scenario that we're going for if you prepare for the worst possible interview whether in terms of not spilling glasses or you know eating a sandwich as you walk in and spilling mustard on your potential boss's face but if you prepare for a difficult interview the worst possible one where they ask you the hardest possible questions you can prepare for that and then you can be ready for something that's potentially more difficult than what shows up do you not think that's a a good way of thinking of things or do you reckon that just again makes a self-fulfilling prophecy and then makes you over index on the prepare for the worst part rather than focusing on the hope for the best part i feel like prepare for the worst i I don't know why my head just goes here where it says prepare for the worst i feel preparation is always to do with the self or like yourself in the sense that preparing for the worst would be do everything in your own power to prevent any of the things from occurring but I also understand the fact that preparing for the worst could be preventing something else from like like for example let's say you had a really really difficult interview you you can't necessarily you can't prepare for the difficult questions but you can't prepare yourself for the person not having a bad mood for having a bad mood, sorry, uh, for an interview. You know what I mean? So I feel the preparation part's always kind of to do with yourself. So I think when when we look at the flaws of this, if you're taking it as prepare for the worst in the sense that do everything in your control to prime yourself or prepare yourself in the sense that you'd be mentally ready and ready for, to answer these questions rather than it being prepare for the worst, but you have to account for something else. I think that's definitely more difficult. And also, I'm looking at you, I forgot what you said. <laughs> it started tailing off towards the end. I was like, hang on, where's he going with this? No, we're good, we're good, man. I respect the honesty, but yeah, I, I do think I do think we've covered the, a good a good focus on this. And of course, hoping for the best is always what you want to do. And, you know, you never want to be so hopelessly, you know, cluelessly optimistic that you don't take into account that bad things could happen, which is why I, I like the inclusion of the but prepare for the worst part. You know, that allows you to be optimistic, but realistic is the way I think people should go through life. I'm not going to lie. I think that's the best way of going through it. And yeah, just just as we come to a close on the podcast episode, the last question that was mine, which um, I can understand when we were talking about earlier, it seemed a bit off, but let's just talk about this interview that we've obviously scenario okay, got ourselves into. I like into. the scenario. I like it. 
if you've passed an interview stage and there's another round, do you feel like your hope changes based on the experiences you encounter? Oh, well, so if we're doing the interview thing, which seems like we are, so we're going to go full steam ahead with it. Um, if I've made it past that initial recruitment, say there's five stages of recruitment, right? And I'm on stage two. And each stage that I go through, I would find myself, at least personally, getting more and more hopeful that I'm going to get the job because obviously I've, there's less people in the running, which increases my statistical probability of me getting a job. Obviously, that might not be true because the people I'm surrounded by now might be of more fierce competition. They might be, you know, more suitable candidates than the thousands of people who applied. If it's 15 people left or whatever but they're all really competent candidates, then my chances may be even lower than potentially the first round. But personally, I would find that I'd be more hopeful based upon the fact that I've made it further. And also in this interview setting, you can kind of get a vibe from your recruiter, your interviewer, whether if at least some stuff's in person, you're interacting with a human at the very least, you kind of get a vibe of whether they like you or not. You know, I remember when I went to my, um, job interview for my placement I'm just about to finish I heard the, the the person recruiting me saying when you get the I mean if you get the job but when he said when you get it and he caught himself I was like I've made it I've got it I've got it in the bag and like I was so that might that may well have been a slip of the tongue but I think at least for me that was a Freudian slip and I, I like to believe in those kinds of things because it makes me feel better about myself but it also relaxes me in the situation you know when he mentioned that I was noticeably more relaxed when I heard that slip of the tongue because I thought oh shit did I have to get the job like is this like, have I got it have I got a foot in the door now but that may not have even been true but it gave me hope based upon that experience I hope that makes sense to you Manny I hope that answers your question and obviously you made it, so you wrote this question yourself, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, no, I feel like that answers my question, but I also think that, like you said, when you go through these stages, it, you quite, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, like, you adverse harder opposition, let's just say. I feel like the winds and momentum that you carry with that kind of offsets any of the other concerns you may have, because it's like, I've got past round two, round three is just around the corner, but you never... I, I never see someone win or do something successfully and then think that, oh, it's going to be more difficult next time. Like, I don't, I feel like when you're in that momentum train, it's quite easy to just follow through with those things and continue to continue to be in a cycle where you continually, like, not win, but, like, you continually succeed in certain aspects. So, and I, I understand with the fact that you mentioned the difficulty level, it might scale as you move forward. But I don't think, I feel like if your hope does change, it normally changes in the sense that it increases, if anything. That's how I feel about it. It's like when you're writing a, a, an English essay or just any essay for any subject and you write a really good intro, it sets the ball rolling for the rest of the essay, I think. Exactly. Get, that's yeah, spot on, yeah. you know. I think that's, I think that's I, as you meant talking about that, I was thinking of that analogy. You know, you write a really good intro and it just sets you going. You're like, oh, I've got this in the bag. You know, I've set the foundation for what I want to write. I've outlined to the reader what the key points I'm going to discuss are. Now I can just blitz through it and write a great essay. I think the same thing occurs in this um, interview scenario that we've laid out is you've done the first round. You've got through the first stage. You've set yourself with a good foundation. You know, you've got a foot in the door. They, they like the look of you enough for you to get past a certain point and from there you can just carry on that momentum and keep 
hopeful and you can increase the amount of hope you're allowed to feel that you permit yourself from, to feel to some extent. Some people don't permit themselves to feel hopeful that they'll get the job because they've got a fear of failure, perhaps. Perhaps they don't leave themselves open to, you know, not getting what they want or not succeeding. But I feel like it allows you to permit yourself a certain degree of hopefulness, which then also benefits your performance when you allow yourself to hope. I think that's a good thing to talk about as well to mention. Yeah, and I think I think that that was that was just an amazing way to end off the episode. Really, I was just spot on completely. Like I, I feel also just to add to that, I feel like it's um, I think of it as someone running, and if you if you're on like a hundred meter sprint and you don't have a, a good starting, it's very difficult to like maintain that, and like it's quite it's quite difficult to try and regain. Uh, especially in 100 meters because very short distance is it's very hard to like accelerate across that distance and be able to overtake someone who has an amazing start a little shout out to one of our friends who's actually got a really good starting on what 100 meters he's amazing <laughs> at that. um but yeah no it's just one of those things where you can you see yourself when you're at the start of something and you see yourself doing it very well it's quite easy to mentally continue in that kind of trajectory and move yourself forward so it, i think that was a great way to end up the episode and i just want to say thank you joseph it was a quite an interesting topic to be honest and thank i was you, thinking man. about my initial answer for the first question and I, I think the one thing i want to probably caveat with what my answer was else i wasn't sure is more of a short-term hopes especially in this very moment i, I don't have any like thing that i desire or have an anticipation for Besides probably my PC, which is taking yes, like, ages to come. Manny, hopefully like, hope, it'll come next week. There we go. Yeah, hopefully. so so hopefully, <laughs> like that, that's something I'll definitely hope for. And, there we uh, go. There's definitely things that we both hope for on a on a wider and much larger scale in the macro for society in general. And uh, I just wanted to mention that because I don't want to be dismissive of that, of course, because we didn't speak about that. But um, if you guys did enjoy. Feel free to follow us on on Instagram at the official DMC podcast. Post for when we upload, which is always and usually Sunday six thirty is when the episodes go out. And just post in general about quotes from what we said in the podcast or little snippets of what we've done. And if you guys interact with that and really enjoy that kind of content, feel free to just jump on the Instagram and see us there. And if you enjoyed this episode and enjoy us to talking about the subject that we have today and want to have an input feel free to dm us also because we definitely take suggestions from the community and feel free to follow us on spotify to get notifications when the latest episodes come out and like i said that's sunday 6 30 uh great britain time so if you if you that's when we usually upload and that's when the content gets released but if you just want to have an update or notification when that happens follow us on spotify do a massive it'd be a massive help for us and if you could lastly share share the episode with a friend, family member, just one person, that's all we ask. We don't really advertise much, but we use the word of mouth and it's, it's really done a lot for us, especially in the most recent months. So we want to say thank you to everyone who's been doing that. And I hope you all have an amazing day.